This week's 90-day fiancé recap with Reem Daily is sponsored by our friends over at BetterHelp Online Counseling. If you're having trouble meeting your goals or difficulty with relationships or trouble sleeping or you're feeling stressed or depressed, BetterHelp is available. BetterHelp is offering online professional counselors who can listen and help. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your needs and BetterHelp will match you to your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's secure online professional counseling. BetterHelp counselors have a broad range of expertise, which may not be available in your area. This service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send unlimited messages to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions and everything you share is confidential. You won't have to sit in an awkward waiting room again. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so it's easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Rob's podcast listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash R-H-A-P. Visit betterhelp.com slash R-H-A-P to join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced BetterHelp professional. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Cestrino back here for another week of a 90-day fiancé here on Rob Has a Podcast. I'm so excited. What a great show we have for you today. First, uh, let me bring in uh, my uh, co-pilot on this ride all the way through 90-day fiancé. He got it going. He'll keep it going one day. Mr. 90-day fiancé, Puya Zambakili. Puya, how are you? I'm doing delightful, Rob. I, I can feel it. The season's coming to a close, but I do appreciate you putting the snack in my pocket in case I get hungry on the <laughs> yeah. way back out. I put a snack so thank in you your so pants. much for that. Yeah, I, I, I thank you for that. Really, okay. genuinely. Or maybe if you play your cards right, I have a hundred dollar bill for you for a snack for later. Okay, so as long as it's real, I'll take it. <laughs> All right. Uh, of course, you can hear Puya on the uh, wrestling wrap up uh, this week as well for uh, even more Puya this week. But we have to get to our main event here. We're so excited to have uh, back with us that I've been uh, waiting for two weeks for this since we heard that she was a huge 90 day fiance person. Please welcome, of course, the star of Survivor at the Edge of Extinction, the one and only. Reem Daly. Reem, how are you? Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm awesome, dude. I cannot wait to just break this baby down couple by couple. And then before it's all over, I do want to hear what Puya, what your experience on the 90 Day Fiance situation. Okay. I can facilitate that for sure. Okay. <laughs> All right. Just to paint the picture for those of you listening to the podcast, uh, Reem is locked in and loaded with her Zoom background that uh, she has all all set up that she is. uh, If you're to get the visual, Reem is uh, set up outside of uh, Luke Skywalker's uh, childhood home uh, with the sons of uh, Tatooine uh, setting behind her. It's a beautiful locale. Yeah. All right. Uh, Reem, 
Can you give yeah. us your 90 Day Fiance backstory? Because when we were texting, you you knew everything about what's going on with all these 90 Day Fiance couples. I'm embarrassed couples. to tell you. I know way more than I should. And the funny thing is, like, I'd never even heard of this show. And I'm walking with my neighbor a couple years ago, and she's like, oh, I was watching 90 Day Fiance. And she was saying how she was a little afraid it wasn't appropriate for her kid. And I was like, what, like, what is this show? And I was like, damn, I gotta watch this show, man. And that was the end of it. I mean, that was like, and then I got really, like, I got heavy into it where I was like obsessed with Darcy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Stacy, I had to get in on that hard. And I was doing way, it's like to the point where you're up in the middle of the night and you're like, instead of online ad to bag shopping, you're looking up all the cast members to see what's really going on. And, you know, did they get married? What happened? So, yeah, I love it. I'm digging it and I'm ready to get started if you want to on Rebecca and Zied. Yes. How are we going to? Yeah, Zied. Yes. Yeah. Overall, though, has this been a good season of 90 Day Fiance? I mean, no offense. It's better than last season. Although, like, first I thought Stephanie was just going to be a dud in the beginning, but she's really, really come through for us. Has she not? Mm-hmm. Just brought like, a lot I, to the table. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. the whole thing of sleeping with Harris that came out of nowhere. That was fantastic, <laughs> and I I thank her for that. But um, yeah, I mean, I think this season's been pretty good. I can't. There's a couple. There there is one couple that gets on my genuine nerves, man. And we'll we'll talk about them soon because I just don't like him. I don't like his shoes, and I don't like his attitude. And yeah, we'll we'll go okay. into that. All but, right. Yes. All right. So, Reem, I know you want to talk about Rebecca and uh, Zied. And so I hope it's not Zied's shoes that you want to talk about because. uh, Okay, listen, we saw them when it was the other way. I mean, she met his family, dude. They're pretty conservative. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're very conservative. And like, listen, I'm Muslim, dude. I get it. I know. I, I am shocked when I'm watching this sometimes. And I'm just like, you knew this wouldn't look. I mean, the writing is on the wall with some of these people, especially if there is um, devout or um, scared of their parents, as some are. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if we're going to start with Zied, like, he's a mama's boy to the supermax. Like, I'm shocked he actually came over here. And I'm sure you guys have to be to some degree. You know what I mean? Like, what are his true motives? Is it that he's just in love? Because his family wants him to have a kid. They want him to have a kid. I'm telling you that right now. And I I don't know. I really like Rebecca, though. I have to tell you something. She is a nice person. And she's a pretty girl. And she just wants love. And it sucks that, you know, she's got herself caught up in, in a couple of bad situations. But darn it, I like her. And she works hard. And... They're so goofy in love with their freaking mass of pictures of each other. And like, who does that? Right. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. I just I'm surprised that that this has gone as far as it has. I'll just say that. Oh, yeah. It definitely seems like that Rebecca is frazzled at this point. Uh, Puya, yeah. that, of course, uh, that everything is falling on her to get this uh, wedding going and I guess uh, similar to like uh, Brandon and Julia that she's feeling like uh, like are you doing anything here like I'm, I'm doing everything and the wedding is creeping up but it's not going the way that she wants it uh, we see them going uh, to Target 
for picking up the some some last minute wedding shopping. I think that um, Rebe- in Rebecca's head, she completely folds the argument. She lets him get the wedding he wants, which is the pre-Ramadan wedding, which is like, uh, to me, it's not a big deal. We've talked about this ad nauseum at this point, but like with a pandemic coming, you know, getting married and having a wedding are two different things. You're probably not going to get the wedding you want in a pandemic. So just deal with get, get married so that he can stay. Um, but I think that she was not prepared to have it be the way that Ziad's doing it, which is completely chill. Ziad was going to roll out of bed, put on his blue Jordans, put on a red jacket and get married. Blue and pants. she was not OK with this. Yeah. Yeah. So she takes him to Target, which you could very well t- say tell it was a Target. Mm-hmm. But the fitting rooms are not open because why would they be during the pandemic? And Rebecca's mad, big mad. Um, I can tell you this. I don't enjoy going to a fitting room. I, it, it, <laughs> yes. even though it's not that much, it's, it, it's bothersome to me. It's like taking time out of my day to wear something. I agree like, with you so much, man. I hate trying on clothes and stuff. Right. I'm like, I just, I'd rather get it, leave. And then be like, you yeah, know what? Back. It wasn't the right yeah. fit, but I got, yeah, I'm not going to ruin the price tag. I'll come back. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Reem, what'd you make of uh, the Ziad uh, wedding attires? Did you get a chance to look at the red jacket and the blue pants? Was it working? You know what? I feel like he's coming to his own. I mean, check out his hair. He's he's definitely different than he was. I think he looks adorable with his um with his hat on. I like the hat look, but he's definitely trending his own. You know, he's starting something, and it's I think it's kind of stylish like i'm digging it but was that what you wear to your wedding i'm not sure the thing is rebecca although it's her isn't it her fourth wedding yes 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 where you think that she'd be like i don't care i don't want to spend money on this she is so in love with him and is so like still enamored by the fact that you know the whole proposal i mean does she know the sister paid for the ring let's not forget about that remember he borrowed money from his sister Mm -hmm. i mean just like but she really wants this to be special. And I'm sorry. Sometimes I do say to myself, who's paying for this? Target is not cheap, dude. You know it's not cheap. And girlfriend's working like triple shifts just to pay for the... And, and sorry to get off topic, but the condo, that is a nice apartment, man. Mm-hmm. I love the brick wall. I love the look. It's very open floor plan. How much was that, dude? You know he didn't come with a penny in his pocket, mm-hmm. you know? It's right. interesting to me who is paying for all of this and her pay if she's probably going to pay for anything she wants it to be this dream thing and like they're so in love so why aren't you wanting me to have this like why aren't you excited for this like even when they went to the getaway you know he's it's he's very and maybe he's just not able to truly open up and be as excited as he was in Tunisia or whatever, because he's not at home and he feels out of sorts because I'm telling you, man, there is an emotional and mental pull that is going towards his family. And with Ramadan coming up, all he can focus on is checking the box of doing the right thing and not like being in Haram, if you know what that means. And, and just, following the path and her friend i didn't her friend say oh so you're gonna be religious one month of the year or something whatever i think she said stay in your lane sister that's all i'm saying stay in your freaking lane because 
everybody don't mess with stuff like that. You know, Mm -hmm. like I don't, I mean, I got a lot of friends that all of a sudden they're not eating chocolate for a month because of lint or Mm -hmm. we're not going to do this or not going to do that. And we're not eating fish, but we're still doing some other shady things or talking trash. Stay in your lane with that comment. That was not cool, man. Mm -hmm. See boys over here nodding. I see you. I see you. Yeah. (laughs) I I mean, I've talked about this that, um, I, you know, I, I was born and raised in Dubai. So I've come here about like 10 years ago at this point. Alaikum salam. Yeah. And like, literally when it comes to this stuff, I feel like, especially with, with uh, Muslims, it's a little bit stronger because I feel like for some reason, Muslims, it seems like it's way more like extreme religion to a lot of people. So they expect it to be like, if you're Muslim, boom, you're doing every, you're super conservative. You're doing all this stuff, but just like every religion, just like everything else, you know, there's people can passively follow it. People follow it once or once a year, however they want to do it. It's it's people's prerogative, how they want to go about it. Um, I, I, to quickly talk about his attire, the red jacket was not a bright, it's like a maroon. Okay. Mm -hmm. It looked good. I think he looks great. He looks better than I did when I went for mine mm-hmm. with Liana in the pandemic. Like I was rocking a winter coat because it was still cold outside. So he's definitely put out a look. I do like it. The glasses look like they're gold rimmed. I like that. He's wearing a gold watch. Like he's looking presentable. I love it. It's just, but I think that's not what she wanted though, as you're. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. She wants the tux and the dress. She wants like the proper, like the whole ceremony and, and, and everything. Like obviously someone needs to tell Rebecca that, hey, it's, listen, first of all, it's your fourth one. So like, you, know, you, you know, you have screensavers in your mind of how this is going to look already. You have those, you have the memories. Um, and like, for me, the most surprising thing of all this is her best friend comes back, who I thought was the devil last time, mm-hmm. based on the way she just came in through four two bombs and then left the building. But then she was making sense of like, hey, it's not the wedding you wanted, but it's the man. You're getting the man. Take the win. Like you're getting mm-hmm. your guys here. So a lot it's a lot it's been a lot with them i did not expect to have many feelings about them when the season started but yeah the more and more we're seeing them the more i'm like my emotions are wrapped up in all you gotta give him a lot of credit too he's been thrown in some pretty uncool situations man and and honestly like he's funny he's kind of funny yeah and i do think maybe that younger chick was hitting on him when they all went out to dinner she wasn't she thought he was funny too and she was like hey let me help you you're new to this country rebecca wasn't digging that but there is something about him that you kind of, you know, he's funny, mm-hmm. different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the yeah. curveball that came up last night was that Ziad had to call his sister and tell his sister that uh, he was getting married. And uh, his sister was was not thrilled. And uh, then uh, was like, well, what do you want from me? You, you call me two days before this wedding. What do you want, Ziad? Yeah, I love that he told his parents, but I was like, hey, don't tell, don't tell William. I want to tell her. I want to break the news. And he like tells her what he's doing. Her immediate response is, do you even want to do this? Like, are you really feeling her? Do you think this is the right choice? Because it's very clear. Like we've seen them, uh, like we mentioned in the other way where she went and saw his family. They are a very conservative Muslim family. And from my experience, I know that a lot of family a lot of friends i have back home their families are tight like this like they all stay in the same city at best you're moving out of the main house you have a different apartment but everyone sees each other once a week everyone's in communication constantly so for him to leave the nest i think has left her sister shocked because it's not like he was faking it until he left he clearly is attached to all of them so she's just baffled why would he do all this for her and then 
I don't think he's explaining to her, hey, I wanted this wedding to happen. I wanted this happen soon. It seems rushed. And I think to her, it's on Rebecca and not on him because he clearly wants it to be this way as well. So it's it's a bit of a struggle for him because I do think that he wants to live this life where he wants to love Rebecca freely, but then he wants his family to support him and love him too. And I think he's feeling like he's not going to be able to get both. And that's where the struggle lies for, uh, for Ziad here. We saw also that Rebecca was talking to Melanie and Reem. She's saying that uh, maybe she's going to pull out of this wedding. Are you buying that at all? No, she's just frustrated and she's scared because she just went through the ringer. I mean, I don't even know who this other guy was. Was that mm-hmm. another 90 day that I missed? Do I need no. to go back? No, okay. We don't know. Anything that was just a pre story. Yeah. We never uh, okay, got to okay. meet the guy. Um, and that sucks, but I think, you know, in a way she's scared because look, she's got all her minions around her putting ideas in her head. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And, and it is kind of weird and she's older, you know, adorable, but older. And I mean, of course, I mean, you, you have to double think everything in her position, you know? And then she's like, well, why didn't you tell me about needing to get married so soon? I need this time, this time we're supposed to, but I guarantee you he probably didn't tell her. And then he was mm-hmm. like, oh, man, wait, uh, I have to do this right. And then had like, you know, the, the guilt that just comes over you is like a freaking, <laughs> are you with me? It's like a freaking ton truck. And, and the whole thing about him calling his sister, he just wants someone to give him some type of approval because right. that's what that he's dying for. It. He's dying to, to know it's OK. You left. You're not in trouble. We still love you. You're still, you know, he wants that. And, and I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I mean, she sat there in Tunisia wrecking Rebecca in front of her about the three husbands. Mm-hmm. Did we forget about that? Like, I mean, they were blatantly rude to her and she's, I don't know, but to bring it back to what you're actually asking about, cause I go on a thousand tangents um, I didn't buy that at all yeah. because she's crazy about him. She's just, you know, worried. She's mm-hmm. very worried. Yeah. Yeah. I think that um, in their relationship dynamic, it was very easily. She is the alpha and he's the beta. And by him putting this pressure on her of, I need this wedding done now. It's kind of like contesting the leadership to her. I don't think he means anything else of it. He's like, give me this and I'll go back to being second in command. I am fine with it. We've seen Zia. He's chill. He's very easygoing. Everything is cool with him. So I think that this is a shock to their their, their dynamics as well. Where Rebecca's I mean, not he was cool with to... the whole, by the way, I not only have three husbands, I was hooking up with this chick too, which I love. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love all of it. I bring everything to me. I love it because guess what? He was chill about that, which is exactly. huge. And I love it. I love it all. Wait, so, who, who is this? Rebecca? Rebecca. Yeah. You don't remember that? I, I didn't see that season. Oh, you need to Rebecca in. had a girlfriend? Yeah, Rebecca had a girlfriend. Wow. This this is uh yeah this is breaking news. <laughs> Blown away. Yeah, this was not. Yeah. Like, what else is he gonna say? What else could there be? <laughs> yeah, and yeah, Ziad was like, okay, like Ziad, There's nothing that Ziad's yeah. been like. Ziad has only one time said, "Me no accept this." That has been iconic, mm-hmm. and that was when he found out that they had slept together while she was still like the divorce proceedings had not been final. Yeah, and that's yeah, when yeah. he was like. 
that's not cool. But everything else so far, he's been very chill with. Yeah. So that's and that is why I love Zia. Okay. All right. So they're headed to the altar uh, in next week's episode. Please, do we think next week is the finale? They never said it in the next time on. Usually they do say hmm. it. So it's either the finale or it's the penultimate. penultimate. But there is no world where there's going to be a third episode after that. You know okay. what I mean? Like, unless it's the tell all. We're too close to all the weddings happening next week for there to be more. Yeah. All right. Reem, we have to talk about what is going on with Mike and Natalie. Can you break Dude. down this situation? What? What is going on? I feel like, okay, dude. Yeah. She gave you back the ring, but God, are you being a douche about giving it mm-hmm. back to her, man? Like he made her work for it. And why'd you bring her over, dude? You didn't have to bring her over. You didn't. You were still pissed. You weren't sure how you felt. I'm sure you're still in debt. The whole excuse earlier was I need to get out of debt first. But it's like, why did you bring her here? She left everything. And, but she also says things that aren't very nice all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? She doesn't have, and she's very, people aren't just going to flip a switch on who they are and what they do. And she's a little bossy. Yeah, I think she does have that mode where that Mike is just like a bump on a log and gives her nothing. Yeah. And she's like, yeah. oh, you're giving me nothing? All right, well, let me like, I'm going to find something. You know, you are a low class drunk man. How about that? Uh, like she's just I think she's trying to get a rise out of him when he's not giving her anything. But Reem, where did this all come from? Like it, was, it didn't happen on screen. All of a sudden. He canceled the wedding. We never even got like an interview. Like what happened, Mike? No, dude, I had to rewind on that too. I had to rewind on that. I'm like, did I miss something? But I think he got cold feet and was like, I mean, they're not really that compatible. If no. you really want to strip it down. They met at a wedding, right? Their friends kind of set him up. She's been married twice. Mm-hmm. He's been married once. Tried to get a little background on that, but I didn't get too much out of his ex. Did you guys know anything about that? No. Uh, Reem, you're you're better than uh, Rebecca's friend Melanie, the private investigator. <laughs> like, you know all this <laughs> oh, stuff. They're so funny. They're private investigator gigs. Um, well, I mean, I just I'm up in the middle of the night, dude. I'm researching. <laughs> um, but honestly, I just. You, you can't just tell somebody, you know what, you're really out of shape and you shouldn't eat these things and you need to stop doing that. And that shit you say to someone at least five years deep in a relationship, mm-hmm. you don't start like that when you're here for on the, like a temporary 90 day situation. You're on your best behavior if you actually yeah. want to marry this dude. Reem, you don't I don't believe that you talk that way to Jeff Daly. I mean, you know, I'm not perfect, but. And nobody's perfect, but we all say things, but then we either laugh about it mm-hmm. or we apologize. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say something like that. That's just lame. Like you're really, she said a lot of very hurtful things, but, and that could be a language barrier or like what you said, which is perfect. She just wants him to talk to her and that's mm-hmm. going to piss him off. Yeah. So, so Puya. We basically just see this as like first person like uh, point of view from Natalie, basically like her reaction. She is going to have to leave. She's packing up. Uh, we got to say goodbye to Uncle Bo. Uh, I'm like, is Uncle Bo painted red? Like, uh, did Uncle Bo have like an all time bad like uh, sunburn? Puya, what was going on with Uncle Bo? 
I don't know what potato they were using to record this footage, but it was like the grainiest stuff we've seen on 90 yet. Um, yeah. It's definitely pandemic lens. I mean, here's the thing. I think the, the camera quality was low, but at the same time, Uncle Bo definitely seems like he probably like slept outside overnight mm-hmm. and like, or like in the, during the, the day. Him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, initially I was like, why is he here? Oh yeah, the wedding was supposed to happen. So he's here as like, but how did you feel about her hugging Uncle Bo? Like, Uncle Bo, it was so rough to you. You're amazing. Thank you so much. But I'm not going to keep in touch with you, okay? Yeah. You're so never going to hear nice from life, me again. Okay? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was almost as funny as, can I have my ring back? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hold on. Now, Reem, so she takes uh, Tamara to go and drive her away because she's going there. She doesn't want anything to do with, with Mike. And then they get the phone call from Mike. Hey, by, oh, uh, the hotel you need the credit card to check in to the hotel. It can't Katie. like, is that right? Like, I kind of feel like that. Uh, what year is this? Don't people make hotel reservations for other people all the time? Like you need the credit- prepaid it online, dude. Like what? Yeah. What is going on? Um, he wanted to ask for the ring back. That's yeah. What was going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, the last time I had a hotel dealing where something like this happened was when I first moved to Canada uh, for the first five days of me being in Canada, I couldn't have, I didn't have access to my dorm. So I had to stay at a hotel and obviously I didn't have a card. My dad did when I got there, they're like, yeah, we need your dad to fax that the physical card and all this stuff. So I had to just wait there until they did it. But at this point, I'm sure I'm surprised this was a big part of the story. I didn't realize there was so much more that goes. I didn't realize this was going to be a thing, but I'm like, what kind of like, was it a hotel or a motel? I could have sworn they said motel. And then now they're treating it like it's the Hilton. And like, they need like a whole screening to let her get through. Like, Mm -hmm. or do you really have that much business during the pandemic? Whatever motel that you need to like do this, just let people stay, take the money. I don't get it. Yeah. No, it's wild. I I thought the same thing that Reem was saying. Like, oh, this is just a a ploy. Mike wants the ring back, get her to come back. But then it looks like next time that the hotel is like, sorry, uh, we know you you can't check into this hotel because you are not the name of the person on the on the credit card. I think that that has to do with him, too. Like, maybe he called down there and said something. I'm sorry. Oh, Oh, man. Wow. I mean. I think that maybe too. I'm sorry because, like you said, it's not really that hardcore. Maybe he called and was like, "Cancel his reservation," or I don't want them. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They don't yeah. have, they, who knows? Because we'll find out next week. Next week. <laughs> what is the etiquette in a busted proposal? That do you give the ring back, or do you get to keep it as a souvenir to remember the pain of the relationship? She's so hurt right now. I mean, mm-hmm. it, honestly, I felt bad for it. There is a pandemic going on, but she has, she's going to have to, I mean, what's the situation in that? She's scared. She could really get sick because remember back yeah. then we didn't really know what the hell was going on, man. Yeah. She's even have people a were like, it was crazy. Lockdown. Yeah. Shut down. I mean, that's scary. And she's supposed to go stay somewhere get on a plane, go to whatever country. Cause her borders were locked. Like, where is she going? You know what I mean? Like that is so scary for her. Mm-hmm. And, and he knew about the borders and the pandemic. So she's just 
devastated. The last thing, who cares what freaking etiquette is, that she is going to do is give him his damn ring back. That's a big F you, brother. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No way. Yeah, I think that the ring thing is the same as sort of like the uh, calling him like low class drunk man. It's like, oh, this is the one thing you care about getting the ring back. Yeah. Right, you can't have. No it. I'm gonna keep this forever. I have to remember yeah. all the pain uh, you. Check what she me. said yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A remote I souvenir. <laughs> I'm very glad she did this because <laughs> he made this such a big deal for a whole eighty some days. And then finally caved to give in just to say no. And then all this stuff, let her keep it. He was like, oh, you're probably going to go sell it. Good. Yeah. I, I, I think I think she's worth at least two of these rings. And this is coming from someone who's not a Natalie fan. I think he completely mistreated this whole thing. And, you know, from the beginning, just yeah. you should have just let her stay home and not flown her over. You really didn't need to bring her over to go through this for 90 days. And then and I. I'm not buying his crocodile tears. I'm mm-hmm. not buying his sadness. I'm like, oh, I'm going to wear this hoodie. And like, I haven't shaved for like three days. So I'm going to look a little bit like I'm roughed up. No, no, you are fine. You and Uncle Bo lit up fireworks that night. I know you did. You had beers. <laughs> I don't buy you. had a steak on the grill. There's no way you were not feeling yourself. <laughs> beer, yeah. There's no way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like, I'm sure he's been hooking up with her the whole time. So you're leading her on, really. Mm-hmm. You're leading her on, man. That's just I mean, we saw cool. him carry her into the bedroom like two days ago. Mm-hmm. Yep. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, and when you reproposed to her, like, you didn't have to repropose to her. You didn't have mm-hmm. to do it, dude. You didn't. Yeah. And buy a pair of pants that fit. It drives me insane. They're so big on him. The pants are too big. I'm sorry. They're too big. Okay. He needs Ed to take him shopping. <laughs> go over to Target and get some new pants with Ziet. Um Also, when uh, Mike is coming back and he's like, uh, "Hey, can I? Can you give me a hug?" And then Natalie is like, "No, Tamara, drive the car. Drive the car." I felt so bad for Tamara. Like she I, wouldn't I, leave, though, dude. She wasn't leaving. It was like you should have put the pedal to the metal, like. 10 freaking lines ago. Am I right? Was Wait, she not she's calling? Mike's like, neighbor. She has to li- like live next door to Mike for the rest of the time that she's going to live there. Like, uh, like, you know, it, th- that's a tug of war that I wouldn't want to be in if I'm Tamara. Like, what I, do you do? Literally, I would want to evaporate <laughs> instead of be anywhere else. But in between these two who are just making it so awkward, he's like gawking at her. She's trying to look at anything but him. She's welling up. He's looking pouty. If I'm Tamara, I'm like, what was in this for me? Like, was the gift card to the nearest steakhouse that Mike gave <laughs> me worth my anguish here? Right. The answer is no. Because from what I understand, uh, Sequim is uh, not like uh, 10 minutes to Seattle. Yeah, how far is it? I don't know how far it is, but they're talking about how like they Mike lives like in the middle of nowhere. That that's like a big plot point of there's nothing near Mike. Like I don't think he's like uh, just like uh, like you know like uh, let's go 15 minutes and go hang out in downtown Seattle. Uh, Two hours, ten minutes to (laughs) Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So that's a lot. We'll see with uh, with Mike and Natalie uh, what what's coming up. Um, Reem, I'd love to hear you talk about Stephanie. (laughs) <laughs> what's going on the work right Dude, have you seen her instagram yep 
Yep. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's a really uh, interesting thing you bring up on Instagram. So, have you followed her Instagram this week, Reem? Yes. Yes, I have. Who yeah, have you? <laughs> Dude, okay. Check her out. I have not. Check her out. Yeah. Go to. Dude, she's got a lot of followers. She has a lot and of followers. And she now Stephanie is a um, you know uh, of course a philanthropist. One of the top things you think of about Stephanie <laughs> and Puya, she has been celebrating all week mm-hmm. long. She has had a, a big thing going on on her Instagram. Do you know about International Day of Kindness? I did not. I thought it was a whole like all year round event. But no, okay, tell me one more. Day, apparently, okay. it's March 20th. Yes, mm-hmm. International Day of Happiness. Reem, did you know about International Day of Happiness? I do now. I do now. <laughs> so, remember when Stephanie gave Harris a hundred dollars for a snack in the episode? It was fake. It was fake. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he never saw a hundred dollar bill like that. Apparently, this is not uncommon behavior for Stephanie because for International Day of Happiness, she went out in public and then handed people $100 bills on the street. She found strangers and said, hey, here is uh, something for you. Happy International Day of Happiness and recorded all 10 of these encounters and put them on Instagram. Well, you know what, Rob? I would like for you to keep scrolling on that Instagram feed and go down one to where she's squatting and putting a finger in her mouth saying with her eyes closed and a oh. skeleton body suit. Yes, yes. We've seen that one. It is so, so uh, sexy. Friday, <laughs> so close. I can almost taste it. Like, <laughs> what the? <laughs> I love her. I love her. Uh, can, I play, can I play you some of the videos of, uh, from International Day of Happiness? Please. Okay, all right. Here's, here's some encounters with... Now, again, imagine this. You're walking down the street. 90 Day Fiance Stephanie comes up to you, a complete stranger, and uh, wants to start talking. Hi, yo. Did you know that tomorrow is actually International Happiness Day? No, I've never heard of that. <laughs> okay, well, uh, as an end uh, of kindness, what I am doing is I'm handing out $100 bill to 10 people today, and I would like you to have $100 today. Okay, thank you. You bet. <laughs> that's how it goes hey would you like a hundred dollars today for international day of happiness <laughs> there you go you know what she 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 looks good for her age she's super cute mm-hmm. but i mean this picture of her there's got to be like 14 filters on there <laughs> but um in the green hat on yes Saint yes Patrick, she looks really good there. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. I mean, she, I mean, she don't look bad. Look. But <laughs> cousin Harris, uh, <laughs> he knows. But in reality, she's over fifty, man, and and embrace your age, and it's okay. You can still be sexy, but she, I, I don't know, dude. I'm not here to judge. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm proud of her, and and uh, I'm. I love the I don't give a F attitude. Good for her. She really doesn't care and she looks good. So good for her. She focuses on age reversal. That's her trade. 
Don't think I didn't look her up. Dude. Like, seriously, I know. I'm wondering if she is doing the same stuff where Darcy and her sister go. They go to some place in Jersey, um, like that does a certain diet, and I think some type of anti-aging. I don't know, but I'm learning. Mm-hmm. All I can do is learn. I'm information gathering right now, honestly. Um, on the International Day of Happiness uh, videos that uh, I do notice that there is a like a woman who is like filming her in the background of one of the other videos. And then in one of the other videos that that is the same person who is getting the one hundred dollars. Oh, <laughs> these may have been plants uh, that uh, maybe may, who knows? Who knows? Uh, Yo, that's shady. Nice detective work, Rob. Well, she comes over. This person comes over and says, "Hey, are are you Stephanie?" But maybe, maybe they were. It was out of order. Here's. Oh my god! Oh the audio is not so great. Uh, but I'll like, tell oh. you this. Yes. Like, especially with masks, there is no way this person just looked at Stephanie's eyes and was like. I know those eyes. Those are the eyes that are with Harris. Like th- that's definitely her. Like there's no way that that to me is like the biggest stage perhaps. But also how do you like the fact that Harris has put into doubt every person that's on this Instagram now of like, Oh, I got a hundred from her. Was it a fake? And now they're like getting that purple light thing to like, look at it and mm-hmm. see if it's fake or not <laughs> the counterfeit light. So I did love that. Well, happy International Day of Happiness to all that observe, uh, of course. Uh, and so, yes. Uh, also, uh, that Stephanie is also teasing something big coming up. Uh, Reem, did you catch a- any of that? Well, wait, where was she teasing that? She, oh. She's teasing, <laughs> like on her Instagram, also that she's going to be like doing her own uh, sort of update coming up soon. I see the Who Will I Surprise this week. Mm hmm. I don't know. I mean, I can't wait to find out. Yeah. It's got to be good. <laughs> All right. So let's talk a little bit about Harris and uh, Stephanie. And so it's the last morning with Harris. Reem, could you have used a guy like Harris out on the edge of extinction? Uh, could just like uh, walk up a, a palm tree and grab a coconut? Yeah, because he's a freaking freeloader. At the end of the day, he's a freeloader <laughs> who's married with his own family. And I don't like it when people are all up in my grill. So no, absolutely no. Yeah. Um, Puya, it was impressive though, how he got up that coconut. That tree. was impressive. I will give you that. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah, I enjoyed watching him do that. That was pretty slick. And then my favorite was watching Stephanie on the, like the far back shot, not knowing what to do with herself. It was like, she was like moving in this weird distortion. Like, I don't know what I'm doing with my body. And I mm-hmm. thought you can just look at him. Like you don't need to, I don't know what you're trying to do here. Um, but I did like Harris getting the coconut. I think that's the thing. Harris is like, okay, I got to show her my worth. All right, let me get up this tree and get a fresh coconut for her before we go for dinner. And like, here's the thing. It looked delicious. The yeah. water sounded tasty. I was very in, I was very here for it. Um, even though I can recognize that ultimately was it necessary from Harris? No, but it was a good shot for TV. Yeah. I mean, Stephanie basically tells us, look, Harris, he's a real man. He can go up and get a coconut out of, out of a tree. Uh, I guess implying Ryan that it's not one of his uh, skill sets to be able to just go and climb up a tree to get a coconut. Uh, Ryan would be laying there all like, I'm mm-hmm. not, I can just get one. I don't have to climb up there. <laughs> he would sit there and shrug his shoulders and be like, Yeah. Um, 
Also, Stephanie lets us know, of course, uh, the sex with Harris is phenomenal in case anybody Thanks. was curious. <laughs> Good to know. I was I was very concerned that it was like not up to par, but like it's phenomenal. You don't say anything phenomenal. Phenomenal is a big word to use. So yeah, I'm glad we got the endorsement there. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's a good one. You wanted to see the glow in the dark condoms at work, right? <laughs> <laughs> rubbers, rubbers, the rubbers. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So then um, she's telling Harris to they sit and they have like a date, and he uh, pops open the coconut, and she's like, you know, Harris, this is paradise. Could you leave this for for Michigan? And what, what do you think, Reem? Does Stephanie and Harris have a chance to work? Well, it was interesting because she didn't want him to answer it so quickly. Remember, mm-hmm. he answered it real quick. She's like, oh, I'd, I'd rather you not have answered it so quickly. Yeah. Well, yeah, this is paradise. He, he's not really in paradise. I mean, he is, but he's not. Did he? His his suitcase was the trash bag, trash bag yeah. and he had to make his way back to the jungle and it was going to be a long day. So yeah. I think it's pretty easy for him to just transition leaving that to go to Michigan. Yeah. He yeah. said yeah. multiple times that he lives in the jungle. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, to Stephanie, who's going to the resort by the beach and like yeah. rocking all these very private, intimate dinner settings. It's all, she's getting the paradise side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that her thing is like, well, if you leave here, you're in cold Michigan. Can you handle that? And I agree with her, though. Harris should take a second. I think, but I also think Harris doesn't realize how cold cold can be, especially in Michigan versus Belize. So him saying yes right off the jump is a little bit concerning. But do I think Stephanie cares all that much? Ultimately, no. I think yeah. Stephanie is very happy to have a companion yeah. here right now. Barim, Stephanie is a detective like you, and she's on Harris's Facebook page, and she's like, hey, what's this picture of you and the baby mama uh, on your Facebook page? What's up with that? Well, I think at the end of the day, honestly, she's going to go with what her psychic tells her. Mm-hmm. And Maria. psychic... <laughs> He really, she looked into Harris's eyes and, you know, the baby mama, she done with him and Mm -hmm. he done, he done. And (laughs) it's so ridiculous. Like I, I, I can't get enough of it. Yeah. So, um, I think that he's probably married to the baby mama. (laughs) That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that. He said that he had work and left for a few days. She probably has no idea what's probably, going on. Probably, yeah. Um, I, I doubt they're watching 90 Day Fiance, mm-hmm. but she's going to find out. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I don't know. I mean, in a weird way, I think it's nice that she's helping out the local economy. But <laughs> in a lot of ways. I think that she needs to she's stop a stimulus like, package for the government of Belize. <laughs> but here's the thing. If you're going to do something nice, don't talk about it. Yeah. Do it and roll out. You know what I'm saying? Like she won't shut up about it. And let's not forget about Ryan's mom. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> He's hitting it hard back at the uh, office. I love that. But um, the whole thing with Harris, I, I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. I think he's probably married, but I think he would leave in a second to go. And I think secretly she wants him to because 
she's sadly lonely. I think she's a very lonely person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and Puya, that Harris is going to explain to Stephanie is like, no, we, yes, th- that is uh, the mother of my children, but it was my birthday. She was just there <laughs> to sort of just take a picture with him. Uh, and, and Stephanie is like grilling him on it. And I love that Stephanie just like inserts the F word into like uh, random spots in, in any conversation where she's like, she's like, look at this picture. Like she's effing in love with you. Uh, and he's like, no, no, no. She's just remembering the good times and the bad times. And that's what, that's all that is. Yeah. I feel like mm, there's not a good enough spread out there for me to be invited to the birthday of an ex and then mm-hmm. be like, you know what? Yeah, I'll go there, but I'll think of the fond memories while I'm there. That it's very fishy. I also would like to say that I think the sidekick, her big power is that she got to Facebook before Stephanie did so that when <laughs> yes. she did the reading, she had the leg up on her. So I think Seeing that's what happened there. Another yeah. woman. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like she should take pause and think about this with Harris. Harris is clearly very okay, too okay to just take over all the things from Ryan. Literally down to like the watch and the clothes that were meant for Ryan. Mm-hmm. This, How much did she buy for him that there were leftovers that Harris got to take with him? There were, I think most of her luggage was just souvenirs. And I know we've seen it, but I don't think I grasped yeah. how much of it was Well, souvenirs. Ryan just ran for it. He didn't really like have a lot of time to pack. Mm-hmm. Um, blew it. So Ryan called her at five in the morning. Yeah. And oh, we did, yeah, we did hear in a couple of episodes ago, she called Skin Envy, her company, and was like, hey, can you block the whole family's numbers from calling us? But Ryan's number is still not blocked. Um, so for someone who's like, I've moved away, I don't doubt it, but like, block him then. Yeah, Reem, I think she wants to, at some point, get Ryan the information that Harris is here. She's with Harris now. That, that, that's like oh, an important part of the story. Yeah. 100%, yeah. Yeah, she thinks that's rubbing it in his face. I really don't think Ryan cares. I really don't. Oh, he hates Harris. Well, this is what's going to suck for Ryan. He doesn't really have a job. Mm -hmm. He finds out that actually... Yeah. Uh, By the way, Ryan, uh, your job... uh, So so (laughs) funny story. Uh, This woman paid me to pay you. And so she says she's not doing that anymore. So I'm I'm afraid I'm going to have to let you go. And he was so proud of it. That's a sad thing. See, that's not cool. She's very controlling and manipulative. I don't like yes. that about her. Like, yes, you're lonely, but easy with the strings, man. You know, mm-hmm. the, the kid was so psyched to have a job. That's not cool. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't, I don't know. And and yes, she's cute. I have to bring this up because you. Ha- I don't know how you feel about this. I would assume you agree with me, but I don't know. Doesn't she sound like an old witch? <laughs> A little bit, a little bit. Uh, She sounds like she's at least like, uh, I I would say heavily medicated. She doesn't sound like she looks, you know Mm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Older or something's up. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Yeah. She's a slow talker, Stephanie. Yes. Mm -hmm. Buy whatever you want. Surprise me. I'll pay for it. Just get whatever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, Later on, uh, we're going to see there. So Harris is starting to pack up. Uh, Reem, uh, she put uh, 
something for him to eat in his shorts. Uh, what what did she what snack did she put in his pants? Oh, I don't remember. What was that? We didn't see it. Uh, she just told him that there was something. Puya, do you have any ideas? Like a fruit snack? Granola bar? I mean, if I, yeah, if I'm guessing, it's got to be some kind of a bar, something with a little wrapping on it. Like, I don't think a bag of chips could fit in a pocket, right? So that I, I'm going to count that out. Um, I hope it's not like a loose apple. Like, wearing an apple in shorts is just super uncomfortable, I mm-hmm. feel like. So if I'm guessing, it's either a granola bar or a chocolate bar of some sort. It just can't be I, anything yeah. else. Something from the bar, the mini bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a bag of peanuts or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and then she is, she uh, gives him also that hundred bucks on the way out. And Harris thinks that uh, he's giving her a counterfeit money. Who says that? <laughs> Who says that? Like somebody just gave you a hundred bucks. Is this fake? Harris hey, has, hasn't seen out. a new hundred yet. Had, you know what I yeah. mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's so funny. Yeah, in fairness to Harris, you know, it is, uh, you know, uh, American money. If you ever, like, travel somewhere, it's like, uh, this money looks fake here in this other country. So uh, maybe, you know, Harris is not getting paid in hundreds. He said it was two weeks salary for Harris. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. But that goes back to her being the local stimulus. I like that. It's mm-hmm. helpful. Yeah. Harris said that she gave Stephanie gave me this money for snacks. I'm going to do something nice for the kids with this money. I'm not just going to spend it all on snacks. That's that's a lot of snacks anywhere you go. Yeah. So like no one's been if anyone's dishing 100 on snacks right. like invite me. I want to be there for that weekend. Right. That sounds like a great spread. Yeah, if you were like at an NFL game and so said here here's $100 for snacks. You're like, oh, this is way too much for for snacks here for this overpriced stadium food." Too much money. right <laughs> so all right um we'll see what we'll see what's going on with uh with with harris but uh i think that uh i don't know where how this uh story uh where this goes from here now that harris is gone reem you know what he's not gone forever so does harris have like how does she always get a hold of him if he's in the jungle do you know what i'm saying well he must have a phone because she's I know, like texted but like, him. The reception can't be that great. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but I don't know. All I, I think it's still going on. He's got a free ride. She's going to send him things. She loves to buy things, and mm-hmm. she wants to send them. And the sex is amazing. So phenomenal. I yeah. think this is going to continue until she. He. He's not going to cut it off. She's mm-hmm. going to have to mm-hmm. cut that off. Yeah. yeah. Like. I don't know how jungle jungle is to him. Cause like for me, I can speak on this where I'm, I lived in Dubai. I constantly called it the desert, but we all know that Dubai is like a little bit more than a desert is. So yeah. I think it's kind of like that where it's like, he's more so I think implying mainland Belize as a part of like the resort side of Belize um, potentially, but I'm not, I, I'm not very familiar with Belize at all to, to know much more. We interrupt this amazing reality TV podcast, which we will get right back to with uh, Raymond Pooja to talk about Andrew and Amir to tell you about another great reality TV podcast. I want to tell you about a little show called uh, Spectacle, the unscripted history of reality TV on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. It's a brand new series from Neon Hum Media. 
It's the podcast series Spectacle, an unscripted history of reality TV covering your favorite reality TV shows. In each episode, Spectacle relives the most popular moments in reality TV history, which we all know and love, and how these shows changed our culture. They've got shows like Survivor, something that we know uh, well about, uh, The Bachelor, 90 Day of Fiance, Speak of the Devil, The Real Housewives, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and Queer Eye, hosted by writer, producer, and comedian Mariah Smith. Mariah is going to dive into your cultural favorites with a special guest each week, like Queer Eye's Bobby Burke, The Circle's Chris Sapphire, The Real World's uh, Norman Corpy, and 90 Day Bay's Nicole Byer, all of whom to help dissect our sometimes problematic faves. Subscribe to Spectacle to get the unscripted history of reality TV on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Now let's get back to the show. Let's talk about Andrew and Amira because uh, uh, Reem, yes. I, I got to think you're fired up about the Andrew and Amira saga. He's such a jerk, dude. I mean, let's just rewind to to Mexico. Was it Mexico? Okay, yeah. yeah. He is at this resort. Hey, babe, blah, 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 babe. She shows up, gets detained because I guess she spoke too much, according to the immigration lawyer. She said that. She was there to meet her fiance or whatever. And he doesn't believe. I'm telling you right now, if my daughters ever date somebody remotely like that ass clown, there ain't no way. He should have left the damn resort, went down to the police station, went down. He didn't leave the resort, dude. Baby, come on. I had had reservations (laughs) to go on an ATV, baby. Come on. Looking forward to this. No, I don't like his shoes. I don't like his attitude. What are his shoes? They're just, I'm sorry. They're bad sandals. It's Those are not, a. am sorry. They're not lady sandals. They're not, certain guys can pull them off, but you need to know your limitations, people. No disrespect. You need to know your limitations. (laughs) So we got some, Text messages from Andrew in this episode that were wild. Pooh. Oh, he's he is. I you know he's passive aggressive. Mm-hmm. I don't like. Him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like him at all. Yeah, I yeah. I, this was I was very irritated. My my initial immediately all I could think of was good. I'm glad she didn't fly over. The more and more I saw the messages, the more and more I got. Like this is someone who literally can't just you know be happy with what he has she is literally in the second she's in the third country she's been in in the last month she's about to enter a fourth one Mm -hmm. all for your stupid ass and then and then on top of all this she said in passing hey listen i don't think i'm trying to have a baby when i first get there i think that's completely fair he doesn't so he and i've written these down because i needed to speak about these so um, he basically gives her an ultimatum of like, he wants the baby and then she says no, or she says she's going to try to think about it. So what he does, what this guy does is he buys a second ticket what to Paris, right? So he gives her the flight to Paris and says, you have two flights. Now you can choose which one you want. Do what you want. I don't care. And so then do what you want. To make I don't the- care. Really? That's the message. Like it's like, hey, come over. I, I I love you, but also I could care less. And also, by the way, the kids at the daycare are better team players than you. For what? Finger painting? Like, what do you mean? Like, who says this to their future to be? You know, like that's stupid. And and that's like, and that's the best 
texts he put. There's ones that are way worse talking about she get like she's been given a lot more rope. It's all on her. She can make the choice. She shot herself in the foot. And then this is the one I really this like this is where I knew everything I had on him, Rob, was true. He is that fedora wearing mm-hmm. like R slash nice guys of Reddit with um, when he said, if you've got any talking to do, I strongly suggest you engage me now. My time is limited to what eat hot pockets like you're not doing. You're not like splitting atoms. Like, I know you're not that busy. Yeah. Uh, and then the one after that says, uh, it's hey, it's been 30 minutes from my initial offer to help. I have but 60 <laughs> more seconds in me. And then the next te- text message, he's counting down five, four. What an ass clown. I can't stand him. And of course, he's not sharing how big of a douche he is to his family. And they're just like, well, I just don't know what the problem is. Yeah. It's like, shut up. Your son's the freaking problem. There's your problem, mm-hmm. dude. And here's the worst part, team. Four hours after this, she's still at the airport with bags checked, ready to go to the States. She's still willing to do this with him. And he gets on the phone with her and he says, Okay, good, but yeah, you're still gonna have an angry fiance when you arrive. Yes, like, what? Like, why would I get on the plane? <laughs> why, which part of this deal is sweetened? Like, what? Like, he literally. We saw his lack of ability to handle a crisis in Mexico, and here we saw him how to not handle a smooth situation and make it a crisis all on his own. He is an idiot. He is a certified idiot. Okay, but let's just take a personal time out here. Yeah. She keeps saying, I want to go to California. Want to go to California. Yes. You really think she's in love with this dude? I mean, maybe a little bit, but I bet part of it, part of it has to be wanting to come to California. Mm-hmm. She, yeah. I mean, she's I'm, a beautiful girl, dude. And mm-hmm. she's got connects. She's got nice friends at home. Yeah. She, her dad, you know, she's got a good family. Well, you know, I'd feel better to find out that yeah she's like yeah really like uh let's be real like uh andrew is no prize i, I really want to no. go to california right yeah Not a i think that um, <laughs> yeah, of all the people on the show i did appreciate that from the beginning amira made it very clear hey listen france has never really been me i find myself to be more in tune with the american ways and like uh, i want to go there and i think meeting Andrew and and being with him was like okay well now I can have both of my you know both things happen for me but then at some point Andrew literally like he shoots himself in the foot by really just making a whole ass of himself uh with all of this I I did see on Amira's Twitter she talked about how um Andrew and his mom have been like throwing abuse at her on the internet since last night's episode sounds which- about right yeah yeah, I'm not shocked at all. That's horrible. But I'm glad. I'm glad that she called her dad for counsel at the airport. Mm-hmm. And, and Hamdi was like, just think about yourself and what you want. And that's what matters. And then she basically decides, hey, I'm not going to fly over because I'm terrified of who I'm going to meet at the airport. Mm-hmm. So I don't want any of that. And here's the best part. Andrew literally gave her the ticket to go home. So it was not even out of pocket. Mm-hmm. She could just get on the plane and leave. Easy, easy done. So um, I'm very glad that Andrew really messed this up for himself and saved Amira of a horrible future. Yeah. 
And then Reem, again, he's uh, from the Mike school. Like, uh, hey, can you, uh, baby, could you send me back those uh, that rings? Uh, he makes me want to freaking pee. Mm-hmm. Like, I just want to punch that clown in the face. I don't like him at all. But you know what? I don't know what she was thinking. I mean, the, the first clue that he was a jerk was that he didn't try to come and find you. Like her father spelled it out for her. Her friend spelled it out for her. And she still chose to roll out and quarantine in a city that was like scary to her. So I just, I don't know. And in a way, I, I'm glad that things went the way they did because it wasn't going to be good for her at mm-hmm. all. It really wasn't. So I don't know. Do we think we see them again on the show, or is this it? Um, there's no way we don't see Andrew again. Like, yeah. there's no way he's not going to be. He had like they're going to have him be pouty and around the house complaining and making himself the victim. There's no way that's not happening. I just maybe not in the next episode. If there's one more, we will. But if not that, then they will be at the tell-all. That mm-hmm. much I can guarantee. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, what was that tool's name that was with Larissa and that other chick? What? Colty. 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 Do, do you follow yeah. Larissa on Instagram? I have not. Why oh, should I be? You are in for a treat, brother. Do you? <laughs> Let me see. Bob, are you in on her? No, I'm not. Yeah. Oh, her oh, account's private. Man. Oh, her account is private. Great. Got in early. And I love Eddie. Eddie. Anarchy is wild. Yeah, that was from the last season, Rob, of uh, yeah, Happily Ever need, After. Oh, where I'll have to review that another time. She's great. You need yeah. to follow her. It's like, yeah, really good job on the plastic surgery. I will say that. Excellent mm-hmm. job. Excellent. Um, so back to Amira. Yes. What did she do for work? Do you know what her job was? Um, she does um, makeup stuff. I don't know what her, um, you know, what specifically she does. She's a beautiful girl, seems very well spoken. I just I don't know. Mhm. I don't know why she'd end up with that clown. I really don't. And I hope we don't see him again. I hope we don't. And that's why I brought up Colty because yeah. you know, we did end up seeing a lot of Colty and he's kind of a jerk too. He's a super douche. So yeah. um I don't know. Are you with me on that? Yeah, don't you think? Oh yeah. I I feel like the problem with 90 day is that the super douchey, awful people are also the biggest messes, so they're the best TV. So mm-hmm. Colty, I think, is a horrendous person, but has time and time again been getting more of an opportunity to be on TV. He's on the latest season of 90 Day, The Single Life, so he's there. Um, Andrew, I don't think, pops enough on TV. He's no. more of an idiot, so they're not going to bring him back, I don't think. But it is very horrible to kind of see, you know, have your life be played out on TV like this and then see the person that you once cared for sit in a resort and do absolutely nothing for you and then expect so much back from you. But I think if anything I can, we can talk about with Amira, she must be relieved watching the show back and be like, I made the right choice. Big, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Big relief. Uh, yeah. And big, uh, I told you so energy from Humdi uh, coming in. Oh yeah. <laughs> Can't no, wait for that he's her dad. He's just glad she's home. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, he was just mad. He seems like a really chill dad. I like him. Yeah, he was good. Uh, should we talk about Jovi and Yara? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, the Jovi and Yara thing. First of all, I I do not understand uh, the logistics of 
this wedding where they were go they were in Louisiana. They were flying to Vegas, but yet they did not land in Vegas. That uh, I, I wondered myself. That's so funny you said that. That that you know, if you fly into Vegas, like, and again, maybe they got like some deal where it was cheaper, or the Jovi's uh, friends were like, "Dude, let's rent a car. It'll be great." It seems like that they flew into like Los Angeles or something. And then did like the four hour road trip from Los Angeles to did they pick somebody up on the way? Because the Vegas airport is like 15 minutes from the strip. <laughs> True. It's right there. That yeah. looked miserable. The trek looked miserable. Like Yara was not living in this car. And no. I do not blame her. No, I don't get it. Cause like, I guess like how cheap, how big of a bargain are they saving like 50 bucks or like 300? What's the difference? Like, I don't know. I flights, bet so. that they either picked somebody else up or that they felt like, oh, this will be epic. We'll do a road trip uh, to go from like, <laughs> like uh, you know, we'll go to L.A. and then we'll go there. Because I've seen that Peggy Sue 50s diner like driving Ooh. from L.A. to. Dude, uh, I'm totally doing that road trip. I've done this is the second time, but I start in Vegas and go to Arizona. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. But you remember what she said, though? She did. Yara did say there's some really neat places in America or something. You think she wanted to see the sites? Maybe because she she was kind of psyched about a couple places. Did did you see it, too? I saw it. Mm -hmm. This could have been for her benefit, potentially. I could see that potentially. But the part where they were going to go with everybody on the road trip, uh, (laughs) that was not to her benefit because also she's not feeling well. She's nauseous. She's tired. She does not want to be in the backseat of that car uh, like, uh, you know, riding with Jovi's hungover friends for four and a half hours. If you were Jovi's friends, would you be like, bro, this chick is no bueno? Yeah. What would you think? What would you say? Yeah. Oh, so no. What a buzzkill, Yara, that she's always like sleepy, yeah. a sleeping beauty. Yes. Yeah. Reem, how do they not know she's pregnant? Like, she, she never drinks. She's sleeping all the time. She's always throwing up. Well, this is a real dud you got here, Jovi. Yeah, but they don't know about the throwing up, I don't mm-hmm. think. The sleeping, the guy thought she was faking it. If you remember, he said, there's no way she's asleep. Mm-hmm. And they just always thought she was kind of a cold bitch before she was pregnant. <laughs> so, I, don't, I mean, what do you, I mean, I, that's, I don't know. Yeah. It's baffling the way they talk about her like she's not in the room, especially if they genuinely think she's awake. You're really talking smack to her while she's just like... Baking being asleep, it's so uncomfortable. This whole setup is so uncomfortable. And honestly, Jovi is like the most oblivious person on the show. That includes Andrew and Brandon and Mike. <laughs> like, and he's still the dumbest. Like, he's he's the most oblivious to all this. Like, I just do not understand how, even if you're going off basic instinct, okay, I have a pregnant fiance. Okay, she probably doesn't want loud noise. She probably doesn't want to be on her feet all day. She probably doesn't want to be hanging around people who drink because she can't indulge herself. But taking her out on Vegas the minute she arrives there to the strip makes complete sense to me. Like, that makes no sense, Jovi. It really doesn't. Um, But here's the thing. I like the diner myself. I'm a big diner Mm -hmm. guy. So seeing this diner, I I was all about this. I was all about the diner stop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What what part? (laughs) Because they didn't go inside. You just like the dinosaurs? 
I mean, the dinosaurs seemed fun. I would have. I just like diner cuisine. I'm, yeah. I'm a big diner food guy. Were those so dinosaurs. They were dinosaurs. They were. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if I ever get the chance to do that drive again, I'll have to stop in and say like, "Oh, this is where Jovi and Yara uh, hung out." Jovi and Yara were that one, and then the place that Tariq and Hazel went um, mm-hmm. that first time. The, those are places. Oh, God, those two are. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll talk about them next. Um, Reem, so Yara is calling her friend. Uh, she wants to go home. Uh, she would leave if she wasn't pregnant. You buy that? Um, I don't think Yara is sold on, on being in the U.S. I, I kind of do buy that because, you know, I, she's she was happy. She was fine. She had friends. She mm-hmm. was going out like she was chill, man. She came because she loved him, you know? I mean, I, and it's, you know, it's funny. She like cultures colliding can be awkward because, and, and, and stay with me on this one. Kuya. What is your background? What is your full background? So I was born and raised in Dubai. Both my parents are Iranian. Um, I grew up in a Muslim household with a father who practiced and a mother who did not really. And then I moved here for university. I moved to Canada for university at 19. I now stand here 29 years old, a year as of yesterday, living in the U.S. with my now wife, Liana. Oh, congratulations. What is Liana's background? She is Canadian. Uh, She is American. Family from Colorado, uh, born and raised in California. Born in California, raised in Colorado, rather. Um, and now uh, works here um, doing science stuff. So yeah. completely different backgrounds. Yes, very, yes. very much so. Yeah. Very much so. So, I mean, maybe your family's a little louder than hers. Is that fair? Or are your people quiet? Um, no, my mom's side, rowdy, party, fun, um, excitable. My dad's side, a lot more calm. Like, all right, this, this gathering was fun, but we're all going, we're going home at 9 PM. Everyone's asleep by 10. My mom's side, the party starts at 10. So like we have a duality there. And I think I've not had the pleasure of meeting her family in person yet, but through the zoom calls seemed like a fun bunch, seemed like a fun bunch, but, um, I don't know. I'm not sure yet. It's a to be determined. All right, so you're not really backing up my theory, but what I'm saying—I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, this is completely different for them, right? Because when she talks, she really comes off as no emotion, just cold. Um, you know, English is still new, so the words aren't really coming out right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, she's very kind of mean. I felt to his parents. So for me, I I felt. When the mom came with the mom is phenomenal, by the way. Jovi's mom, mm-hmm. bad right. props to the mom. She is the mm-hmm. most patient, welcoming woman. Like, she is amazing, honestly. Um, that when she went dress shopping with her, I mean, her heart was broken. And then Yara found this soft spot where she invited the mother to go to Vegas to see her son get married. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of beautiful. Because she was really just culture wise, it's just different and really was coming off kind of hard. And what I was trying to say prior is it's hard to translate. And and even though people, we're all people, but sometimes we don't have the right words in the right language to say 
how we really feel or what we really think, that it just comes off all jacked up. And you see that a lot here, whether it's with Mike and, uh, or I can't think of her name. Natalie. Natalie, or with Yara and, um, and Jovi. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the crew finally gets to the hotel. And, uh, of course, you know, Jovi's friends are like, all right, uh, meet down in the lobby in 10 minutes for drinks. Uh, and Jovi's like, yeah, that sounds good. And they go up to the room and Yara is, uh, is pissed because she feels like this is basically Jovi's birthday party, uh, more so than this is a wedding. And I do have to say that you're in, in fairness to Jovi, he does seem like uh, that a light bulb goes off, Reem, but I don't understand why he doesn't already know this. It, Jovi only wants to know what he wants to know in that moment. Jovi doesn't want to not have fun. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's always like, oh, oh, yeah, so you want me to pay attention to you and not just get drunk with my friends. Oh, why didn't you say something? Like, uh, I totally didn't know that, that that's what you would want, because I thought that you that you didn't care if I just go and just get hammered and, and drink with my friends all the time. I thought you, that uh, now, now I know, now I know you want me to spend time with you and not just get drunk all the time. Yeah. Jovi's mode of operation, he very much thrives on if she doesn't say it, I can deem ignorance and like just not mm-hmm. do anything. Mm-hmm. So by her, by him not getting anything out of her, it's like, that's good enough for me. I can, I can make the plans. Cause then once he makes the plan, now it's kind of rude if we don't go and hang out with them. So like there's more wiggle room for him to operate. And I think that's the biggest difference with the two of them is that I don't doubt that when they met, they were very same where she wanted to party. He wanted to party. She wanted drinks. He wanted, they were on the same page, but I think, Yara recognizes we're getting to that point in our lives where that's kind of got to hit the shelf now. Whereas Jovi's clinging onto that with every fiber of his being and in doing that is completely neglecting the needs of not just Yara, but their relationship's longevity, genuinely. Yeah. Reem, I also like that his friends are like, he's talking about like, uh, yeah, we don't have a place picked out. We don't have the rings and I don't have the, and, and the, even his friends are like, oh, this is so Jovi. This is so Jovi that he has, uh, he's like, yeah, but it, it always works out, right? No, I, honestly, I'm not digging his friends. I think that they're <laughs> Nobody is. Mature, and I think that like, so, even the girls kind of being lame about it and she mm-hmm. should have, I just... Honestly, if they were good friends and they're there to support him, they would kind of be a little more helpful and and just recognize that there might not be a wedding if he continues to act a fool. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, just I don't think they're good friends at all, and I think that they're just there for the party and the ride. And mm-hmm. if anything, they're waiting for this not to go down so they could throw it in his face later. That's mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> and. Worst comes to worst, Puya, uh, they got a trip to Vegas out of this. Exactly. And like, I think that's the biggest takeaway is like, this could be a train wreck. It might be uncomfortable, but there's more than one of us going so we can all like thrive in it together. And worst case, yeah, Jovi doesn't come downstairs. We get to party. Like we're fine. Our lives are completely fine. And I think we've, we've established with them that they are pre pandemic. Like they're, they're the only timeline out of everybody that is going on before the pandemic becomes a actual impact. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, Reem, I know you want to talk about Tariq and Hazel. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, that uh, oh. Tar- Tariq and Hazel. That uh, that uh, are are they in your neck of the woods, Tariq and Hazel? They're three and a half hours okay. away. All right, so you can go uh, hang out at Bobby, the Reality baby. Star uh, meetup. Uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> whenever, whenever that gets back going. Uh, Maybe I can fit her criteria. And I'm kidding. I'm not. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. All right. So yeah, the the pressure is on for uh, Tariq and Hazel. Reba, I'm not really sure why. Uh, like we saw that the the pandemic hit like earlier on in the season uh, for them. Like, why are they so rushed? What's their deal? I I don't know. Um, I don't remember it saying that there was only so much time left. Did you? Please? Well, Did you see that there's only so much? I didn't see Tariq that. Tariq was saying like, well, we only have days now. So, uh, you know, the pressure, there, that is pressure for your ass, uh, Tariq said. Yeah, they're two days away from there. It's because they, okay. they slept on it. They kind of like didn't didn't do anything and were kind of focusing on the let's figure out the girlfriend situation. And then that <laughs> had a speed bump with with Minty getting involved and that put Minty. a whole damper on the relationship. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So what were your do you have any thoughts about that actually, Reem, before we proceed about the whole Minty of it all? All right, dude. They were real happy. Hey, Minty. Hey, Tar- no, dude. That wasn't the first time they were they were chit chatting. I'm sorry. I think those two, don't you think too? They may have hooked up or at least have been flirting throughout the time. He Who was Tariq and Minty? I'm sorry. Something was going on there for sure. Even if it was just an emotional flirt, not a physical flirt or whatever, something was going on. They were way too cutesy when they were initially chatting with her there. That wasn't cool. Mm -hmm. Um, So we got to see Hazel call her parents. Uh, She needs to tell her parents (laughs) that they were, that she's bisexual and uh, it goes uh, actually surprisingly well with dad and Hazel's mom. Uh, not so great. Uh, mom is, is says this is all unacceptable and she's going to pray fervently. Oh, that was great. The scene at the church was fantastic when he said and then it like flashed <laughs> yeah. at him in the crowd. <laughs> to Tariq. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't feeling it when he went to go visit in the Philippines. Um, I mean, listen, I got to give her a lot of street cred for that. I mean, that's that's a big deal to be able to get something like that off your chest. I'm sure that it was, you know, you, you want to be who you are to your family and friends, right? You want to really be your true self. But was it necessary to tell them right before she got married and talk about wanting a girlfriend? In the, I mean, there's certain things you don't have to share. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, yeah. That's the kind of thing that uh, a 90 day fiance producer uh, is saying like, uh, Hazel, do you think that maybe we, today we should call your parents and let them know that you're bisexual? <laughs> like, I mean, that would be good. Cool, right? I mean, it's important to get off your chest, right? My God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're going to see the show eventually, Hazel. You might as well tell them. Like, oh, I guess you're right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I, it's just funny to me. And her parents are just, the, the, the response to to folks who aren't accepting that the responses are always a head shaker no matter mm-hmm. what you know what i mean yeah. no matter what your background is it's just yeah but please dad t- took it very well <laughs> he did that was very pleasant to see i really i do love when the you're expecting the worst from someone who probably might have outdated views or just like not be like they're they're not willing to like budge to see that the dad was very happy very accepting just being like as long as you're happy i'm happy I was very happy to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and mom will come around eventually yeah hopefully okay yeah. um reem uh, what do you think of hazel's bachelorette party uh i thought that she was really fantasizing when she saw that twerk go down i think she was like hey you show me how to do that she i think found i think that that young lady may be entering the bedroom with her and (laughs) yeah Tariq has her number he ordered he ordered uh her to come visit um it was so great Puya, where uh she's talking about that uh what she liked about the uh exotic dancer who came to visit Mm -hmm. and when they said on the bottom like she's being closed captioned uh we're getting the subtitles and she says that i really like her but and then they added like a a 12 u's into the sentence yeah Yeah. (laughs) uh yeah she was very much a fan in the zone too staring at it That, that was my yeah, I like that. Um, I like that they had a back and forth going with the exotic dance. That was fun. Angela did not want anything yeah. to do with this. Angela left the room. Yeah, here's Angela once uh, the dancer showed up. <laughs> the child walked in naked. That's not my cup of tea, but it's Hazel's day, and that's all that matters. <laughs> the child walked in naked. Hilarious. <laughs> Angela has been so good. Get her on. Uh, please. Is there a 90 day show that Angela could be on? I mean, unless they decide to make her the focal point of a single life, like bring her in as a storyline there. Her best shot is to end up being on the interviews on like 90 day bears all yeah. at the moment, which she's great. This week, Tariq was on 90 day bears all. What did he say? Wait, what was he? Yeah. All right, I need to verify. Okay. Yeah, so they didn't write his name in the episode title. Yeah. So what I've been doing, especially if I'm crunch for time, is I'll look at the title, like which one of these people are on the show this week, and then I'll skip to their section. He was the last person on the show, and it was basically they had a segment where he, like they talked about the fact that him and Dean have not been on good terms. Mm-hmm. We had already talked about that at the beginning of the season, but he has another brother, his, an older brother by the name of Dwayne, who they've been estranged together and and he had not spoken to Dwayne in 12 years they brought wow they, they gave us segments of him meeting Dwayne again after 12 years they both cried they talked he was supposed to be in the studio with Sean and Dwayne but bad weather prevented him from doing so mm-hmm. so he was he was on video but they planned they first Sean asked him why he didn't have a bachelor party and he answered Sean and said because he had to he was busy planning everything wanted to make sure the wedding goes fine so he didn't was didn't have time to think of his own for himself. So they gave him a bachelor party and the way they did this, it was so clear that they wanted this to be in studio, but the, uh, they situated Dwayne next to a slot machine and they brought Dwayne a steak dinner and a cigar right then and there. And then they brought um, Tariq to his house. They sent him a chicken dinner, which was clearly in a styrofoam casing. So it was just takeout. And they because they couldn't give him like a slot machine they gave him lottery scratchers which he did scratches right mm-hmm. then and there and he didn't scratch them with a coin because he didn't have a coin ready he scratched them with a full ass cd so <laughs> a cd a whole cd i don't know what cd it was and where he grabbed it from but he was scratching them with a cd he didn't win anything by the mm-hmm. way what um, cd was it, it i was couldn't it see because it was just CDs? the back of it yeah uh, that no, would be disrespect to hot sauce 
he better not use that. Hot sauce is worth more than just a scratcher, in my opinion. Yeah. Reem, once um, you use a, a CD on a scratch-off lotto ticket, can you play the CD anymore? I hope well, so, unless you chip the sides. I think it has too much schmutz on it, no? Yeah, you can blow it off. I remember when you would get scratches on the CD, you would just lick it, and then it would work. <laughs> you guys ever do that? I never did that. I can't say I, I have put toothpaste on it before mm-hmm. to clean it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't recommend the one that has like the little like minty pebble things minty. on it because that's a mistake. Mm-hmm. Wait, yeah, why pebble. would you use toothpaste? I don't I, Someone told me once to I think do it, it and I the did. scratches, right? Yes. I don't know. I'm, yeah. <laughs> it worked. It worked. Like, someone um, probably lied to me about the whole lick it. And, <laughs> and I think <laughs> it works, I, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely had a bunch of those in the last like four or five years where I've clearly believed a thing that my parents said in passing and then mm-hmm. it turned out to not be the case and it's embarrassing. Um, we'll leave those for another day. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, here, um, what else happened with, with Tariq in this quick segment? So they did that. They did the cigar. They did the scratchers. Oh, and then they told him that they got him an exotic dancer and it was video footage of... Colty's mom, Debbie, doing burlesque, but not like um, taking clothes off, but just doing the dance. Because she used to be a go-go dancer back in the day. Okay, yes, so it was yes. video footage of Debbie dancing with Colt there too for Tariq. Which, um, if you'd been watching the Bears all, you've seen it. You don't need to see it. You're fine. You're fine. Uh, the, the audience at home, you're good. <laughs> you don't need to. I did this. So you don't have to. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Reem, what'd you make of uh, Hazel's friend uh, Michelle? You know what, dude? Listen, I just said, you know what, dude? Damn it! I was trying. <laughs> Sometimes I say those things out of here. Um, I didn't think too much of her, really, because mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not interested always in the friends that come into play because I don't really think right. that they were able to bring in a hardcore friend of her, so I didn't pay too much attention. To yeah. Okay. Yeah, not it's that exciting of a bachelorette party, but uh, for COVID, it was as good as it gets. Listen, I love a good twerk, and I thought that they hired a great dancer who mm-hmm. was really, really, really good a sport, and I thought she had a nice career. She did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh and then the only other couple we have to talk about is Brandon and Julia. And Reem, Brandon and Julia came out hot. Uh they really they dominated the first half of this season, but they've sort of really taken a back seat uh in the home stretch. I love Julia. I really do. I think yeah. she's funny. Um, I, I love the way she talks. I think it's adorable. Brandon cracks me up. He's going to need to get another job. Bro. He's never going to move out of his parents' house. Never. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he makes, but he's going to need to make more because it, it, it's not happening right now. He's driving a nice car. I think he put too much money into the car. He's still got to pay off the credit cards for all the trips he took yeah. to be with her. And honestly... Mommy doesn't want him to leave anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I love how mommy cuts daddy's hair, though. That was really cute. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, Julia, uh, that she doesn't know uh, what they're going to do for uh, the wedding day. And 
Uh, we see Brandon go and talk to uh, mom and dad, and uh, we see Betty is giving Ron the haircut. Um, wait, was Betty drinking during giving the haircuts? She was chilling. She was drinking, mm-hmm. no glasses. It it really didn't seem like drinking was uh, drinking. Uh, cutting the hair was the priority. It was kind of like the thing you do in between drinks. Like mm-hmm. it was definitely not a barber session. It was more of a drink session with a little bit of haircut in the middle. And I like that Ron was so calm under yeah. under the situation. He, was they were just he might have been drunk too. They might have been Liddy on, on a Tuesday afternoon. I think that's his second. I think it's his third dream. Third? Yeah. Whoa. I think it's one for Betty, but I think it is three for Ron from earlier in the season. Reem, did you cut any hair in the last year? Like have I cut my hair? No, like oh. well, yours or other people's in the in the last year. No, dude, because I don't, I'm not a hairdresser and like, I'm not going to jack up my kids' hairs. I mean, why well, I do it, Reem? Yeah, no, I'm giving haircuts all the time over here. They're not doing it. The last time I cut hair was on my cat's rear and come to find out it messed up her equilibrium. So I don't know. Oh, okay. We haven't had a bad experience like that, but yeah. No. Um, <laughs> I, I haven't cut Nicole's hair yet. That would mess up oh. everybody's equilibrium. Yeah, that really would. Don't cut Nicole's hair. And your poor children. Unless you really know what you're doing, be fair. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I kind of feel like uh, how bad. Although the last time I did it, Nicole said uh, that I screwed it up. <laughs> but I had a good hot streak going uh, before before then. Do you do you use just like the trimmer, or do you use yeah, the I've, scissors? I've, the well. clippers, and then I go with mm-hmm. the, then I go with the scissors. But then my kids are like okay. uh, big babies of the like. Oh, like, oh, oh, you're hurting me. You're hurting me with the scissors. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm kind of just stop it. Stop it. You're being uh, r- ridiculous. Yeah. I would love to learn how they do the thing with the, in between the fingers and clipping. It mm-hmm. looks like there's a lot of finesse that goes into it. So I would love to learn that. But I, I would not sooner be, be barbering anybody. I yeah. feel like that's not the thing that I'd be made for. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'd rather just judge haircuts, not give. Yeah. I like that. Yes. So. <laughs> Reem, for Betty, uh, this uh, whole pandemic is working out great because Betty did not want them to get married on Mother's Day weekend. She's like, well, you guys better hurry. I'm just worried. What if somebody gets sick? What if, what if uh, then, uh, then the whole wedding could be off? You better just you just get it done. You know what? She is. She was so pissed about it being on Mother's Day, too. Mm-hmm. I thought that was hilarious. And that was almost like Julia putting her foot down even harder. I loved it. Um, but I mean, you know what? They've been real nice, real welcoming, kind of too muchy. They hover like it's going out of style. That would get on my last freaking nerve, but they truly just want to be part of their lives and they love them and they are pretty supportive. So mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't hate her, but I, I kind of like her, but I feel bad for, um, for Julia, but I do love the support that they're giving, and and I think that's to be noted, honestly. Yeah, and so I feel like Puya that uh, I I definitely see what Julia's saying because uh, we followed uh, this dummy Brandon for the last three months. We know as well as Julia does. Yeah, okay, let's have a ceremony today. There's never going to be a real wedding. That's never going to happen. Well, yeah. what do you think? It's possible. It's possible because when it's done, it's done. It's like if you don't take your honeymoon, mm-hmm. or if you don't have it at least half paid for, 
by the time you should have taken the honeymoon, you may not go on it. So you really need to take advantage of that time. You really need, he, and it will mean so much to her if he actually gives her at least a really nice Mm -hmm. ceremony, something, something more than what she's going to start with. He's got to show that he cares enough, but I don't know if he's, picking up what she's putting down dude he's not he's almost as smart as jody like i just i don't yeah i feel like it's very clear that julia is not like it's not impossible to get her to compromise she's clearly okay like she agreed let's move it up because you know the pandemic's happening everything and she's not asking for like the same big church wedding ceremony to happen like two days from now she's just saying like, let's talk some logistics. Let's slap some clothes together. Let's make something happen out of it. And he's just not playing ball. So for me, this is similar to the Ziad and Rebecca thing, but I'm siding with Julia here because I know that she's not asking for much. And I know mm-hmm. she's like completely compromised. But again, Reem, for my birthday, Rob got me a cameo from from this kid. And the way this guy talked about me, I feel like he loves me more than her. Like he definitely oh, put more enthusiasm there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for yeah, I think he's uh, pretty reasonable. I, I, I feel I like think it, I like your birthday present. We shouldn't talk. About it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. I I'll, I'll, I'll close my ears on this one. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, yeah, he's like uh, it's like getting a cameo from Reem Daly. He's really like uh, putting everything he's got into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you felt more love came towards you than Julia. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. I'm closer to marrying him. Yeah, because because he seemed like he liked me more. It's weird because I just I don't understand why he's so like he's getting defensive when she's trying to push him to like be involved. Like He, I, he keeps bringing up the whole like, well, this is a more of a you thing. No one's saying that it's not a her thing, but we're saying put your input in. Be, we, we've talked about this with Rob in a couple of weeks now. It's She's all she wants is for him to be enthusiastic. And that is not hard to do. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, we're having we're having oatmeal tonight. Oh, amazing. I can't wait for oatmeal. Ooh, put a little bit of sugar on that. So sweet. Like, I don't care for oatmeal, but mm-hmm. like shocker. You know, like it's very easy to do. We're not asking, it's not a tall order for Brandon. He just he makes it seem way worse than it is. Well, keep in mind that Brandon hasn't had to do anything or make any type of decisions ever in his life yeah. prior to this because mommy did it for him and so did daddy i mean Mm -hmm. you know the kids got zero balls (laughs) (laughs) i mean they're starting to grow she's given that she's showing him how to grow them but Mm -hmm. he literally has had to do nothing so he kind of doesn't understand probably what the problem is because no one's ever really been mad at him this whole thing of anyone being mad at him is new information like his parents being mad at him you know, his, and now Julia's mad at him. Like he's all season. He's been like, I don't know what to do. Like they're mad at me or she's mad at me. So he, he never knows what off. to do. <laughs> Unless he's killing um, ants. He's very good at his job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, all right. Anything else on Brandon and Julia? I like them. I do like those two together. I think it's hilarious. She her Instagram's pretty good too, dude. She's got a lot of followers. I bet. Um, I bet. Why? What does she talk about, Reem? Hold on a second. My daughter's like, "When's dinner?" 
It's marinating in the fridge. Throw it on the grill. Sorry. <laughs> um, okay, wait a minute. I have Julia up here, dude. Yeah. Hold on a second. All right. So she's got like legit lot. So she is Julia Trubkina. J-U-L-A-A-T-R-U-B-K-I-N-A, 1993. Don't mess it up. Hmm. 76,000 followers, man. Yeah. I think, I mean, she she looks fantastic. And she's funny. And I don't know. I like her. I think that she brings a lot of spark. Mm-hmm. I like it. Okay. I hope they work out. I truly do. And we- I don't understand. Are we really not even going to talk about the fact that he wouldn't wear a condom? Like, what? <laughs> he says he doesn't like it, Reem. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, that's funny. That was funny. And that was in Bears All, too. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? The parents were talking about it. I was like, why do they know what's going on? And why is she picking up the phone to call the OBGYN to set up an appointment? All of that was weird. Mm-hmm. All of that. So, yeah. Yeah, like, just just reliving these moments and talking about them now really reminds me of how much of a feature they were to start the season with yeah. so much fire. And and we got to the point now where they're the last people we talk about and there's not much to talk about them. I think that as far as the next time ons go, obviously next week is going to be big wedding energy on everybody. Um, mm-hmm. Tariq and Hazel's wedding. Hazel's yeah, worried. Not that Andrew and Amira. No, no, they, <laughs> thankfully not. Thankfully yeah. not. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm hope there's going to be a pity party of one with Andrew for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jovi and Yara talking about rings. That's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon and Julia are going to be talking about their stuff. And I love this line from Julia in the next time on where she's like, just because we're getting married doesn't mean no divorce, which is a pretty harsh thing to hear before you're even married to be like, saying the same sentence before you're married. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Reem, do you think that Julia should uh, borrow Betty's wedding dress? God, no, dude. No, 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 no. Because that's just a no. She needs to have, A, they have completely different style. Unless she was going to like cut it off, I'm sure. No. Mm -hmm. No. (laughs) Betty offered. Yeah, of course she did. Because then she would be almost marrying her son. No. Yes. Yes. She would love it. Um, okay, Reem, anything else on 90 Day that you want to talk about? You know what? I love this show. I love this show because I don't really want to watch the news. There's nothing really happy on that. Mm-hmm. And it just takes you away and it makes you think. And then if you continue to watch it and you zone out, you're watching My Feet Are Killing Me or Dr. Pimple Popper. It's you just, watch that, Dr. PP? You know what, dude? It makes so many people happy, the work that she's doing. She brings life into people. Wow. You know, and we're just blessed to not be in those situations. Yeah. This can happen to any of us, man. So just watch and learn because you might meet that. Okay, this is kind of messed up. I was watching Dr. Pimple Popper. Do you guys watch it? Well, I can't. I can't, Reem. I haven't seen it. It brings so much joy into people's lives, man. Like it changes their lives. I'm sure life. it does. I'm sure it does, but. I, I don't need to see it. Okay, well, this one dude had, like, in the back of his head, it was like, yeah, I don't have a thing. I, I don't even know what it was, man, but it was all this. They literally took out, like, inches of skin. And it was, it changed this guy's life. And I saw somebody with a similar problem. Now, 
Was I going to approach them and be like, I know the doctor for you? Because that's awkward, right? Yeah. But I know that there is hope. Yeah. That's what I've learned from all of this. Wow. So Dr. Pimple Popper is a, a symbol for hope. 100%. Yeah. Same with my feet are killing me, dude. That show, wow. It's so sad. We're so blessed. That's all I can say. Stop complaining. Find like 10,000 other things. Watch that show. Then you can go bitch. Because honestly, yeah. I've never seen anything like it in my so, life. So Reem, this is so inspiring. So you feel like that we should all, we should look at Dr. Pimple Popper and say, oh, yeah. no, that like, oh my God, I don't have like any like uh, pus filled uh, postules in any sort of like prominent places. Uh, I'm doing great. Listen, we're all just one huge freaking super zit away from not being as cute as we think we are. You know what I'm saying? So stop focusing on your looks, focus on the inner person, be a better person and never judge anyone because you may end up with a child that has this challenge or whatever. So if anything, let this humble you. Yeah. Watch Dr. Pimple Popper and my feet are killing me. Yeah. Out of control. All right. Well, what a great lesson that you've left us with. There you go. Bam. Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. Uh, Reem, of course, people should check you out on Cameo. One of the uh, top five uh, Cameo makers out there, right? I raised my friends. You did? Well, you should. Uh, No, I wasn't proud of it. I wanted to be a woman for the people. But then I saw like other people charging all this money and I'm like, that's crazy. Like these are terrible cameos. And I actually really put my a lot of work into it. Run. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah so. One time somebody bought me a cameo from Reem uh, and Reem made me uh, the, the, the nicest. Usually she just rips people on cameo. She made me the nicest mm-hmm. cameo. It's what? Eight minutes long. It was. <gasps> shut up. I'm so sorry. It was so. Yeah. Yeah. I was just That's trying to make you smile. They said that you were having a hard day or something. So yeah. I was trying to- Oh, I appreciate it. And that was that was great. But you didn't even mention like, hey, do you realize that uh, you could have uh, some sort of like a cyst on your neck that everybody would see, uh, yeah. and uh, and you don't. So you don't. cheer up, lighten up, man. Yeah. yeah, but they're so cool to watch come out. It's incredible what can grow inside of you. Not to be weird, but it is really <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right well, I can't make dinner. Yeah, you got right. shuffling around. You want to? You want to jump off, and me and Puya can I can uh, bring it home. Is that all right? Yeah, that's great. Absolutely. All right. All right. Cool. Hey, thank you all for your Reed, time. Thank you. Thank you for spending so much time with us. Oh, I love this it. Was thank amazing. you all. Let's. Yes. Uh, I'll. Uh, I'll tweet you on freaking next week's. I we, we got to wrap we gotta this keep up. Keep right? in touch. Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. Right. Enjoy dinner, right. Reem. Thanks, okay. you guys. Right. Bye. Bye, Sam. Okay, there you go. Puya. The great Reem Daily. How about that? That was amazing. I, 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 I'm so glad I got to talk to her about all this and to get all her takes. And mm-hmm. she's, she's clearly very passionate about the show, yeah. which is, I really do love it. I well, really do love it. She comes at it from a different perspective of like uh, being like, hey, these are real people. And, uh, you know, sort of like uh, some different perspectives than we've gotten uh, all season long on uh, the, the different people and, uh, you know, how everybody's side on these different things. So uh, great job by Reem. 
Absolutely. It was yeah. great. Okay. But yeah, so what do we think? Is it one or two more weeks of this uh, show? Next week is the is wedding the wedding episode, right? Mm-hmm. So everyone that's going to tie the knot are going to be there, and Mike and Natalie are also going to be in the storyline. The only couple we didn't see on the next time on are Andrew and Amira for obvious reasons, right? So I think there is a chance that that's the last episode, mm-hmm. but they never said finale of. There's Usually the finale. they say the finale. So okay. one maximum two. Mm-hmm. So yeah. 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 So right. I would say I would lean that way. All right. Well, Puyo, uh, what's coming up next for you? Let's see. So, um, the Mass Singer continues. We're about yes. to get episode three. That's the first wild card episode where we're going to meet new people who are going to try and steal spots. So I'm excited about that. I'll be talking about that with Liana Boris over on the uh, Mass Singer wrap up. Uh, as you mentioned at the start of the show, I did do the uh, wrestling wrap up. I made yes. an appearance, talked with the great Mari and Matt about everything. There it was a lot of fun. They pitched me their ideas yeah. of what kind of wrestler I should be. Yes, I, um, I was I was listening to it, and uh, yeah, I I don't know if uh, there's a there's a uh, great great moment when Puya uh, comes on. Uh, Matt uh, Scott gives a uh, all time introduction for Puya, and uh, it is a great moment. I did Poor love that Mari. very much. Yeah, I was fired <laughs> up. I've been waiting all day to like, no matter what happens, I know what I'm doing at the start of this podcast. <laughs> so that was phenomenal. Definitely check that out. It was great. Um, and then obviously the Circle UK season three is firing How's up on all cylinders. Rob, it's been phenomenal. Yes. Um, we did get the celebrity edition for a whole week. Mm-hmm. That was very on a lot more strategic than I would have expected. Great time. And then now we are a week deep into the celebrity season three, uh, celebrity, sorry, the circle season three UK right now. And it's been, it's been great. Uh, I talked about the first four episodes with Taryn, Haley Strong, and Rowan, Rowan. of uh, The Bridge. Yeah. Yes. And um, that was great. We found out Rowan and Vithin know each other through social media. So that was, we mm-hmm. talked about that. So it was all ultimately a very great podcast. And we will be talking more circle until this season is over. Um, I believe for now, every Saturday that will be going down. So definitely do come and check us out there. Okay. And speaking of TV, that's been going great, Rob, BB can big brother Canada yeah. still going great, still going strong. And uh, I will be talking about that every week. Uh, on Fridays with Taryn about Friday. everything that's going on in the live feeds. Good times. Good okay. times. Can't complain. Living the life. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, Puya, this was uh, so much fun to uh, get back together here tonight. I-, I had the pleasure of watching you and Dr. Christian Hubicki hold down the patron mafia on uh, Friday night. Uh, that was so fun. That's right. Thank you. And that was a lot of fun for me, Rob. Imagine like to me, there are specific survivor players that I adore and I've gotten to talk to two of them in the span of four days in Christian Hubicki and Reem. And it's been great. No, Christian, Wait, what a weekend. Fired. What a four day weekend I know. for Puya. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've been eating, I've been eating and I'm, and I'm living healthy. It's been great. Christian had all the knowledge down. He had studied the tapes. He was ready to discuss these, these players and, and patron mod really one of like Friday nights as a RHAP patron is always guaranteed to be a fun time. So I, yeah. I definitely do recommend it. 
Yeah, well, uh, it was a lot of fun, uh, this past one. Uh, Greatly enjoyed it. Uh, I will be back uh, talking about Big Brother Canada tonight, Monday night, here on Robin's Podcast. It'll be hard to top last Monday when uh, Jerp uh, got together to talk about last Monday, but I'll be back uh, for my weekly check-in on Big Brother Canada coming up on Monday night. Uh, had a, a lot of long podcasts recently. Uh, had a four hour TV theme song bracket number two. I've gotten a, it's gotten a terrible reception. Uh, nothing oh, but no. negative comments in my timeline. Uh, I'm tempted to say don't listen to it uh, and let me know <laughs> what you think. Uh, how about that? Uh, no more TV theme song brackets ever. Again, on Robin Akiva, need a podcast. Uh, then I talked about the 30th best season of Survivor all time this past week, the all-time longest podcast we ever did on Robin's podcast with Ali Lasher and Uncle Kiwi. And then uh, Wednesday night, I'll be talking about the 29th best season of Survivor, Survivor South Pacific. I've gotten the uh, Cochran-Benjamin-Button edit of watched uh, the experienced Cochran, now going back to the beginning, uh, watching uh, baby Cochran uh, and Sophie and Dawn, uh, all that in the 29th best season of Survivor, Survivor South Pacific, coming up on Wednesday. Of course, you could uh, subscribe to the podcast at robinswebsite.com slash iTunes. And of course, uh, check out everything we have going on our patron podcast feed at robinsonwebsite.com slash patron thank you so much for listening everybody take care of a good one bye support for this podcast comes from our friends over at geico do you own or rent your home sure you do and it's hard work but you know what's easy bundling with geico geico makes it easy to bundle your home and car insurance and it's a good thing too you're busy enough go to geico.com get a quote and see how much you could save it's geico easy visit geico.com today